Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, where we talk about anything that's of interest to an embedded design engineer. I'm here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Carla Pinheiro Sublet, who is the CMO and General Manager at National, not National Instruments, at NI. So the first thing I want to talk to you about, Carla, is I keep saying National Instruments. You guys are not National Instruments anymore. Um, why are you not National Instruments anymore? That's right. Yes, we rebranded. Uh, as of July of this year, we're now NI. What we found is that the majority of our customers know us as NI anyway, and quite frankly, we're not national. We're global. Two-thirds of our revenue is outside of the U.S. That's actually funny because you want to do away with the national word, and I thought you didn't want to be seen as an instruments company. Is that not <laughs> correct? Is. Well, that's part of it too, but really one of the driving forces, quite frankly, was the national component. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. So what does that mean for the direction of the company as, as, as we go forward? Is it business as usual? Are you guys headed in a different direction or a wider direction is what I would expect? Yeah, this is a whole lot more than just a rebrand. This is signaling our strategic intent to not just modernize our brand, but modernize our company and, quite frankly, our field. Okay. So what's the elevator pitch? Uh, who, you know, I walk in, I, I see you on the soccer field. Um, what is it that NI does? So to the layman, we make stuff that makes stuff work. Uh, but in reality, what we do is we make software and instruments that enable engineers to innovate and, uh, and create the products that are changing the way we live and work. Okay. Um, so one of the, some of the areas that we talk about all the time here at uh, Embedded Computer Design, uh, AI, machine learning, security, machine vision, I assume that those are all the areas that you guys are – investing heavily going forward as well. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I've been around for a long time, over 40 years, and we disrupted our category. We call it test and measurement about 40 years ago when we introduced software into the process. And, uh, and, and now we've realized, looking, looking forward, that things like cloud and machine learning haven't really entered the test and measurement space at the same pace that they've reached other aspects of, of technology and business. So we're looking to modernize and bring more software, more machine learning, and more cloud-enabled solutions to engineers. Is that somewhat of a, I don't know what the right word is, but that you have to convince people. I know that what I was thinking about as you were saying that, and I introduced a soft piece of software test equipment years ago, and I guess I'm dating myself, but it was a, a few thousand dollars for a tool that replaced something that cost like $50,000. And the engineering community had a hard time saying that, okay, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I believe this. And are we talking about the same thing now? Actually, in this case, I actually feel our customers and channel partners are pulling us along. So this opportunity revealed itself when we set out to do the brain work. We, we spoke to over 1,000 customers and partners and our founders and analysts. And what we found was that digital transformation was reaching all aspects of the engineering process. 
And, and honestly, COVID has accelerated that. A lot of our customers are now working remotely, and so they are actually pulling us into this direction versus uh, us having to convince them. So what does that mean exactly? Tell me more about that. Why would COVID-19 actually pull you in that direction? Sure. So what we're finding is many of the engineers that are customers aren't face-to-face and in, in their work environment anymore, working um, hands-on with the equipment that they normally work on. And they need to be able to access data uh, remotely and do their work remotely. Um, entering cloud and machine learning um, and things like predictive tests and test as a service. Okay, all right, that sort of makes sense. Where does 5G fit into all this? I, I would think that that would be a big boon to your business as well. Absolutely, 5G is, is a significant part of our strategy and will be for the decade to come, as is preparing, us, preparing ourselves for 6G. We're already thinking about 6G right now and, uh, and what's coming after 5G. But, but 5G is, is penetrating all aspects of what our customers do across every field, and, uh, and it's something that's top of mind for us each and every day. 6G, huh? Okay, we'll save that one for the next yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's a pretty cool topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things I, I always admired about working with, with NI was um, how much they give back to the community. I, mm. Even going back to the days of Dr. T, he was always very into the community. I know in, in, the, in the Austin area, there was, there was always a lot going on there. Um, and I, I had a lot of involvement with NI with Fresh Robotics. Will that continue going forward? Absolutely. Um, in fact, my introduction to NI was through the community. I met NI executives on the community boards that I served on because you're right, NI's always been very active in Austin. We actually just set aside a fund with our community foundation of $7 million. Uh, that we are looking to deploy globally. Um, and we've got a couple key pillars that we're focused on. Uh, one is enabling the next generation of diverse engineers to enter STEM fields. And we're, we're specifically look, targeting it at populations that are underserved, uh, women, people of color, um, kids from communities that are underserved. So that's one of our big initiatives, and that's not just happening in Austin, that's happening globally. Interesting. So what is the makeup of NI now? How big is the company and where are you geographically? Uh, you know, do you have big offices in different parts of the world? Yeah, so we are roughly about a $1.2, $1.3 billion company. Two-thirds of our revenue comes from outside of the U.S. We have significant presence uh, in Asia and Europe. Uh, China and Germany are big markets for us. So, yeah, we're a very global company. And how many people is the company? About 7,000. I'm intrigued that you said two-thirds of the revenue comes from outside the U.S. That's pretty different from most of the people that we deal with. You know, at, at, the, at the low end, it's usually a, a third, a third and a, and a third, but you guys are, are an interesting model there. Hmm. Well, yeah, and if you okay. think about it, there's innovation that's happening all around the world and engineers all around the world. And so it is interesting. I've never worked for a company that's been this balanced globally in terms of the revenue distribution. But if you think about the innovation that's happening in Europe around the automotive market, in China around semiconductor and electronics, um, and parts of Asia, it, it makes sense when you think about the, the industries that we serve. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned automotive. What are the other hot areas for you guys? 
life sciences has been really booming for us. Um, obviously, you know, most likely driven by COVID. Uh, so that's an area that we've seen really explode. As I mentioned, electronics um, continues to be a very strong area for us, the semiconductor industry, and, you know, like you just said, automotive. Those are the key areas that we're focused on. You said life sciences. Does that mean healthcare slash medical to me? Is, Correct. Is, is that one of the things? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You got it. Very good. So as a wrap-up here, um, um, this is a question you probably get asked all the time. Why NI? Why should I be working with NI as opposed to one of your competitors? Well, for starters, NI has a spirit of being innovators and being creative problem solvers. And I think the thing that makes NI special and what attracted me to NI, quite frankly, are the people. Uh, and that is one thing that truly sets us apart. Uh, our people are unlike anything else. And, uh, and it's an environment of kind and, and bold thinkers uh, that ultimately are trying to connect customers to their best outcomes. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Carla. I really appreciate you taking the time to educate me and our audience. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate you having me. That was Carla Pinheiro Sublette. She is the Chief Marketing Officer and General Manager at NI, not National Instruments anymore. And I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Carla. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate your time.